Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Well, again, we welcome you here to the live stream edition of Faith Assembly Church. We are so glad that you have chosen to tune in today and join us. Hey, listen, let me just say this. You know what? As the weeks roll on and we get further into this thing, I am so thankful for the technology that is available to us that we can at least fellowship in this manner and gather around, break the bread of life. But I must say that at this point, I am missing all of you terribly. And uh, just look forward to the day when we can assemble together as people of like faith and we can celebrate all the things that God is doing because here's what I trust that even in this season of great disruption that you are continuing to look to God and he is continuing to do amazing things in your life well that being said let's jump into the message today and I was as I was thinking about this day and meditating on this word I thought to myself I said you know what this message needs a little something extra so I got in touch with my friend JR and I said, JR, I've got a word on my heart, brother. And this word needs a little something extra in it. And I, I asked him if he'd come over and, and help me out here today, and he has been so gracious to join us here. Uh, but today is the day we recognize as Palm Sunday. And it's the day in which we celebrate the triumphal entry of our Lord into Jerusalem as he makes his final approach to that city before offering his life as a ransom for the sins of mankind. And we call it Palm Sunday in recognition of the great day of celebration about which we are going to read. And let's, let's read today from Luke's Gospel and turn with me, if you will, to the 19th chapter in your Bible or your Android, iPhone, however you access the Scriptures. Go ahead and jump with me to Luke chapter 19. And we're going to begin reading in verse 28. Now, normally, our focus for this text would be about Jesus' triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. And we might talk about the significance of this trek as it relates to the Lord's Passion Week. We might reference the Old Testament prophecies that speak about this moment. And there are any number of things to which we could turn our attention today. But I want to look at the verses of this latter portion that focus on the praises that God's people had for their king on that day. Now, before we get into that, let's back up, as we said, to verse 28 and begin to just look at some of the scene and the setting that's going on here. And I've got a fairly lengthy portion of Scripture that I want to share with you today, so let's jump in here, begin in verse 28 and hang on all the way through verse 40. And it says, after this, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And as he approached Bethpage in Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has never ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you untying it, say, the Lord needs it. And those who were sent went ahead, and they found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they replied, the Lord needs it. 
And they brought it to Jesus. They threw their cloaks on the colt, and they put Jesus on it. As he went along, the people spread their cloaks in the road. And when he came near to the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples, now listen to this, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles that they had seen. And they began to praise God, and they, the other translations recount that they were waving palm branches and they were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, Rebuke your disciples. And I tell you, Jesus replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. At the onset of this message this morning, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question this morning, and my question to you simply is this. Why not you? Why not you right now in this season of disruption, in this season when it seems like the whole world is turning upside down, why not you? If you're alone this morning, wherever you are, I want you to ask yourself, why not me? If you're gathered with your family or friends this morning watching this stream, I want you to reach over, touch your neighbor right now and ask them, why not you? Why not you in this moment? And I want you to begin to meditate on that question and it'll begin to make a little more sense as we move through this text together today. But there are, there are any number of things that we can glean from this passage. But as I'm reading this particular scripture, my imagination begins to kick into overdrive. Especially when I, when I read this part about Jesus' disciples being sent to the next village to retrieve this little colt. And when I hear that climactic verse there as it says when they came to the fork in the road that Jesus' followers erupted in this grand crescendo of praise and I just I have to wonder what in the world was going on in that moment that caused those followers to be so joyous at that occasion and then my mind asked the question says well who was there who was there in that day I, I, I see Jesus disciples in my mind's eye Jesus has given them these instructions about this little donkey and he's saying listen I want you to go to the next village and I want you to uh, I want you to find this colt at this certain place and I want you to begin untying it and as you do the owners are coming and they're gonna ask you what are you doing and you're gonna reply to them and say well the Lord needs it now let me contextualize this story for you a little bit and put it in a, in a modern day sense so that you'll really understand the gravity of what's happening here and the glory of how it all unfolds. See, a donkey is both a beast of burden and a means of transportation. So that means that you can haul things on the donkey or you can ride on the donkey. In other words... The donkey is the ancient version of the modern-day pickup truck. So I want you just to imagine for a second that at the conclusion of this message today that you go out into your driveway and all of a sudden you look up and there's somebody seated in your pickup truck and they're trying to get that thing started and they're trying to make off with your truck and you're like, hey, what are you doing with my truck? And they say, oh, Jesus needs my truck. And I bet you're going to say, I bet he does need my truck, you know? 
and that's not going to go so well for that person. So it's kind of the sense of what's happening here is these guys are here and they're untying this colt. The owner comes out and man, here they come. I can see these guys right now in my mind's eye. They're coming back with this little coat in tow and they're conversing with each other saying, man, that is amazing. Everything happened exactly the way Jesus had said that it would. I've seen him heal the blinded eyes before. I've seen him raise the dead to life again. But he never ceases to amaze me in that every little detail, he already knows it. And he can call things that are not as though they are. And it's just the way that he said. And they're walking and that crowd's beginning to assemble around Jesus on that day as he's getting up on that donkey. And maybe one of these disciples begin to share that testimony. And they begin to say, listen, guys, let me tell you what Jesus did today. We, we were sent into this neighboring village to retrieve this little donkey. We went and everything to the T was exactly the way Jesus told, it was, told us it was going to be. Man, isn't he awesome? Isn't he amazing? And as they're sharing that testimony, they begin to hear a voice from the back of the crowd. And they, it takes them a while to realize what this voice is that they begin hearing. And, and all of a sudden, there's this, there's this parting of the crowd as a little man emerges out of the midst of that crowd. And he says, hey, listen to me. My name is Zacchaeus. My name is Zacchaeus, and I can tell you something even more amazing than this little story. I'll tell you this, that today Jesus of Nazareth came passing through my neighborhood and he was seeking and saving that which was lost. And today salvation has come not only to me, but to my entire household. I can imagine that no sooner did Zacchaeus finish than all of a sudden there's a man by the name of Bartimaeus that steps out of the crowd. And Bartimaeus says, listen, I can tell you my testimony, and my testimony goes like this. My testimony is that I was sitting there with my beggar's coat on, and I was blind. And I began to hear the shuffling of feet and a lot of commotion. And, and I began to ask those that were around me, I said, hey, what in the world is going on, and what's causing all of this? And about that time, they said to me, they said, Bartimaeus, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And, G and, and, and Bartimaeus said, the, the more they, they told me, they told me that Jesus was passing by. And I began to call out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus was passing by, and I began to cry out, and they told me I needed to be quiet. And the more they told me that I needed to be quiet, the more I cried out. And all of a sudden, a hush came across that crowd as Jesus looked over at me and he said, bring him, bring him to me. Oh, the crowd got really quiet all of a sudden. And I don't know what he did and I don't know what happened. But all I know is my testimony is this. I once was blind, but now by the power of God, thank you, Jesus, I can see. And he began to testify to that crowd. And he began to tell about how his blinded eyes were open. And another man testifies and says, let me tell you my story for a minute. I was 38 years by the pool. I was 38 years lame sitting by a pool. And, and my only hope was that as the waters were troubled, that somebody would take me and put me in the pool. 
But one day a man named Jesus came along and he asked me if I would be made whole. And I began to tell him my dilemma and all the problems I was having with getting in the water. And he said to me, listen, you don't need that. All you need is for me to touch your life and things are going to change and things are going to be different. 38 years of suffering in a moment were gone. They were gone. It was dissolved. It was done. It was finished. And about that time, a lady steps out and she says, I was 12 years. I was 12 years broke and broken. I was undone. And I was struggling with an issue of blood when I reached out and touched the hem of his garment. And in an instant, I learned that touching Jesus is the only thing that really matters. And what the doctor couldn't do, and what the specialist couldn't do, and what medicine couldn't provide, in a moment, Jesus imparted into my life and I was made whole. And then all of a sudden, an entire group of lepers begin to testify and praise God. And the whole crowd gets quiet again as a man that they all recognize steps out of that crowd to deliver his testimony. And he steps out in front of those people, that great multitude, and he says, My name is Lazarus. And I was sick. And I have tasted death. And my family says that I was four days in a tomb. As a matter of fact, I had been in a tomb so long that that they testified and they told me, they said, hey, listen, Lazarus, you had been in that tomb so long that when Jesus told them to roll the stone away, my sister spoke up and said, surely he stinks by now. He's been dead too long. He said, and I don't know what happened, but I heard I was laying in the depth of that tomb in the cold, dark space, and I heard the master call my name, and I'm here to testify today that I was dead, but I have been raised to life again. And suddenly... There's an entire group of lepers that move out of that place. And they begin to testify how their lives were undone and they were unclean and they were untouchable. But Jesus touched them. Jesus touched them. And the testimonies continue to come forth all the way from Bethpage to the Mount of Olives. And that crowd begins to erupt. Come on, JR, help me here, brother. That crowd begins to erupt into a chorus of praise and a chorus of worship and they are singing praise to God oh my goodness and somebody maybe in that crowd began to sing look what the Lord has done you know how it is when they sing those songs that cause you to reflect on the goodness of God you remember that moment when he saved you You remember the times when he's visited you in the power of his Holy Spirit. You think about the time that he helped you. You think about the trials that he's seen you through and the things that he's delivered you from. And it makes you want to shout, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Lord, you are worthy of all the glory, the honor, and the praise. They were there having a worship service to end all worship services. And as always is the case, the Pharisees were there. Now Jesus 
Uh, let, me, let me just tell you who, about these Pharisees for a minute. If you don't really understand, if you've not been a student of the Bible very long, let me explain these Pharisees for you. While we might have to imagine who else was there, we know explicitly the Word says that these Pharisees were there. Now let me tell you, these Pharisees, these are those holier-than-thou folks who act like they're serving God, but they are so far away from a real experience with the life-changing power of Jesus Christ that the only reason they're still hanging around the church is to see if they can find something that somebody else is doing wrong. And begin to point that out to them and begin to show them the error of their ways. They, they see no need of all of this commotion. And they come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, would you make this stop? Would you, would you just put a halt to this teacher? Rebuke your disciples. And let me tell you this, child of God. Anytime that it's discovered in your life that you have a reason or a right to rejoice... I want you to understand this. The devil will always provide somebody, some situation, some circumstance, some voice, some naysayer, some prophet of doom to come and speak over your life and hinder your praise because what the devil doesn't like is for God to receive the praise and the glory and the honor that's due his name for lifting you up out of your miry pit and turning your life around and setting your feet on a solid rock and establishing you. I'm telling you, it upsets him. It, it rattles hell for the child of God to begin praising Jesus and lifting up the name of Jesus. And they said, teacher, there's no need for all of this. Rebuke your disciples. I want to tell you something today, church. There will be people who can't understand your praise. I can tell you from this passage that there will be times when nobody understands your praise. It didn't matter that they were celebrating the souls being saved. It didn't matter that they were celebrating the blinded eyes being opened again. It didn't matter that they celebrated that the dead folks were being raised to life. There will come times in your life when the battle has been hot and the night has been long and the testing has been severe. But when your answer comes, when your need is met, when your deliverance draws nigh, all you're going to want to do is shout praise to God. And not everybody's going to want to join in. Mm. They're not going to understand why you've got to be so boisterous. They're not going to understand why you've got to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. You may not even be able to be in this house this morning. You may not be in the house of the Lord this morning. But you don't have to let that stop your praise. Let me tell you something today, church. What the enemy meant for evil to divide us and to tear us apart, God is going to use for good. Because there's some of you today, you're going to find out a long and valuable lesson. And that lesson is this, that you don't necessarily have to be in the house of the Lord to get your breakthrough. Some of you need to begin right now to praise God. Some of you need to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. I don't care if you're in your living room. I don't care if you're in the bedroom. I don't care if you're watching us on the TV screen or on your iPhone. You need to get a breakthrough. You need to get your praise on right now. 
You need to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for providing for me. Thank you, Jesus, for turning my life around and opening my spiritually blind eyes and helping me to see the glory and the splendor of who you are. You're a good God. You're a good Father. And I praise you today, Jesus, with everything that's within me. You see what the enemy meant for evil. God's about to turn it around and use it for your good. Because all along you've been thinking that the only way that you could get the victory, the only way that you could get your praise on, the only way that you could shout unto God was to come to the house of the Lord. But I'm telling you, some of you right now need to begin to make an altar. You need to turn that sofa into an altar. You need to turn that bedside into an altar. And you need to make it a place where you're offering the sacrifice of praise unto God. And I'm going to tell you, God is going to meet you right there. God's going to meet you in the family room today. God's going to meet you in the kitchen. God's going to meet you in the den. And he's going to do something in your heart and in your life today. He's going to give you a breakthrough in this moment. And it's not going to be that when you drive in the church lot is going to be the only place that you can recount the time that you've spent alone with Jesus. You're going to see that bed and you're going to say, I remember the time. I remember the time when I was down and I was discouraged because of a pandemic outbreak. I can remember the time I was discouraged because I'd been laid off from my job. I can remember the time that I was filled with fear and I was filled with dread about what tomorrow might hold but Jesus met me here at that bedside Jesus met me at the kitchen table Jesus met me at the sofa Jesus met me when I rolled that living room rug back and I began to shout and dance in the presence of God right here in my very own house oh yes you need to make an altar before God right now and begin to offer the sacrifices of praise. I tell you what, I'll give you 10 seconds right now for a praise break. Come on, JR. Give it to him. Come on, somebody. Praise Jesus right now. Wherever you are, lift up the name of listen. Mm. Listen, the dog might look at you funny and the cat might run out of the room. But I can tell you something today, April 5th, 2020, right now, he is worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, and you need to give it to him right now. You need to pour it out before the Lord like the lady's oil from that alabaster box. You need to pour out your praise right now and just thank him for a few minutes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm reminded of the story in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we see one of the most beautiful pictures of praise. Even in this instance, there, was a, there were those around who didn't understand the passion of the one offering the praise. You see, the Ark of the Covenant had been missing from the house of Israel for some time. The enemy had come in and stolen it away. And David longed for that ark which was representative of the presence of God to be brought back to the household of Israel. And David had tried all the worldly methods to no avail. But then he says, you know what, guys, we're going to go in there and get that ark. We're going to go get it one more time. But this time we're not going to use an ox cart. This time we're not going to try to haul it by man's method. But we're going to do it as prescribed in the word of the Lord. And the word says that all the way from where they were, 
all the way back to the house of Israel that every so often, every few paces that they would stop and they would offer sacrifices and they would praise God. And it says that all the way home they praised and sacrificed until David had cast off all of his kingly robes and he was out in the street dancing like a commoner. Oh, he was getting his praise on. He was saying, thank you, Lord, that your presence is being restored in my life. Thank you, Lord, that your presence is being brought back among us. Thank you, God, for what you're doing, not only in my life, but in the life of my nation. And and it says that his wife, mm, his wife was sitting up in the tower watching him through the window. And when David got home, she began to mock him. And she began to make fun of him because she didn't understand his praise. And, And David looked at her and he said, woman, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because the next time, it's going to be worse than it was this time. Church, let me tell you something today. Don't you let somebody sitting in their ivory tower that has never been through what you've been through, they've never fought your battle, they've never run your race, don't you let their attitude about your life determine your praise to God. Oh, no, no, no. You praise Him. I said you praise Him. You praise Him. You don't give up. You don't let up. You don't worry about what anybody else is thinking about it. You praise Him. And the Pharisees said, Teacher, make them stop. Teacher, make them stop. And then Jesus replied and He says this, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. The stones are going to, if they keep quiet, the stones are going to cry out. Now, what does that tell us about this praise? It lets us know that praise is necessary. And praise is necessary because he is worthy. He is worthy of all the glory the honor, and the praise. What it also tells us is this, is that praise is necessary, but participation is optional. I want to say that again. Praise is necessary, but participation is optional. That's why I started this message today with the question, and I said, why not you? Why not you? Why don't you exercise your option today to praise the Lord? Why don't you exercise your option today to glorify the name of Jesus? See, we don't have to praise Him. We get to. We don't have to praise Him, but why wouldn't we? Because He's been so good to us. We don't have to praise Him because he, can, he could cause the rocks to cry out. You see, praise is necessary, but participation is optional. We don't have to praise Him, but we're the only ones that have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And as Jesus said to the woman by the well, God is looking for worshipers who are going to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, I want to ask you again, why not you? From quarantine. 
from quarantine right now, why not, why not you? From isolation, wherever you are right now, why not you? I want to tell you today, church, that there's no Pharisee that needs to shut down your praise. Come on, somebody. There's no storm that needs to shut down your praise. There's no virus that needs to shut down your praise. Let me tell you, COVID-19 doesn't need to determine your praise. Layoffs doesn't need to determine your praise. Isolation and quarantine doesn't need to determine your praise. There's, no, there's none of those situational things that need to determine whether or not you're going to praise the Lord. It's your right and it's your responsibility today to praise the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, lift him up right where you are, in that living room, in that den. Praise him. Praise him. Lift him up. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing me. Thank you, Jesus, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for touching my life and doing a miracle work in me. Oh, Jesus, Lord, we praise you. We praise you. Oh, my goodness, church, let me encourage you today with that word. Why not you? Why not you right now on this day? Why not you be a praiser? Praise is necessary. Participation is optional. And not only is participation optional, it's a privilege. It's what we get to do. Just lift your hands right now and begin to worship the Lord. Lift your hands right now and begin to praise Him wherever you are. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord, we praise you today. We thank you for your goodness. Oh, Jesus. Lord, right now I pray over your body. God, I pray over your people today. God, bless them and keep them. Lord, cause your face to shine upon them. God, when the world is trying to drive them crazy, I pray that they would focus on the fact of their testimony of what you've done in their lives and Lord that today a spirit of praise Lord that they would make a change God that they would give you the garment of heaviness Lord and that you would give them the spirit of praise right now in the name of Jesus Father we pray for that one right now that doesn't know you that one today Lord that is bound in a life of sin and right now, Lord, all of these situations and things that are going on in the world are causing them to reflect and God question what's going on in their lives. And Lord, right now, they're recognizing their need of you like never before. God, I just pray that you would stir their hearts, Lord, and I pray that you would give them the courage right now to pray this simple prayer with me. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner. Lord, I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness and forgive me of my sins. Lord, make of me a new creation and give me a clean heart in Jesus' name. Lord, I receive the free gift of your grace and I commit to living a life that is yielded to your Lordship from this day forward. In the precious, wonderful name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and amen. Listen, if you prayed that simple prayer today, we believe that you are born again and that you have begun a new and glorious journey with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
If that's you, would you mind to comment below in the section uh, and let us know? We've, our pastoral team would love to get in touch with you. If you'd rather not make that declaration here on this social media platform, then feel free to shoot us an email at info, I-N-F-O, info at faith-assembly.org. Maybe we'll put a slide up here and you can see that email address and, and know where to send it. But we would love to reach out to you and give you some uh, encouragement and help you with the very next steps so that you know what is the next thing that you need to do in your walk with Jesus. Listen again, I remind you, if you need our pastoral care team for anything at all, please dial the church at 252-756-7676 and dial option 3 when prompted and our pastor on call will be in touch with you shortly. Until then, God bless you and I pray that you have a Jesus-filled week. We love you. And we can't wait to worship with you again. We'll see you next time. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.